Hi, I'm Tori. And I'm Hannah. And welcome back to Wait Bye. I hope everyone is doing well out there. We're actually recording at least my side of Florida on the East Coast. Um, we're about to get hit with Hurricane Nicole. So hopefully everybody out there is staying safe. Um, we have an exciting episode for you guys today, a very interesting one. Hannah's kind of taken the reins on it. We're going to be talking about conspiracy theories and why do we believe in them. But before we jump into that interesting rabbit hole, let's go ahead and start with some life updates. Yeah, for sure. Um, why do I feel unprepared for the question every time, even though I know we're going to talk about it? Um <laughs> My biggest thing that I'm really excited to tell you about um, is that I think I found a doula. Ooh. And yeah, I interviewed her and I really liked her. She has been a doula for 15 years, has attended like 500 births. And like we just had, I just talked to her over the phone, but we had a really great conversation. And like literally just getting off the phone with her, I was like, I feel better about giving birth like I think it's going to be a good fit and she's available for um, our due date which is February 26th and it just all seems like it's aligning so I'm really really excited about it that's awesome yeah that's so exciting um I feel like that's got to be kind of a peace of mind a little bit oh for sure for sure um I feel like there have been a couple things. So finding the doula, her name is Cynthia. I feel like I may end up talking about her a lot. Um, Wait, you know what this reminds me of? Have you seen 22 Jump Street or 21 Jump Street? Oh, so long ago, though. Oh, oh my gosh. Tim and I always quote this at each other. But there's a scene where um, Jonah Hill, that's the actor, right? Yeah. Jonah Hill is doing the stage performance. He's like in theater class and he they end up like taking the drugs. And so he, oh, no, 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 wait. Okay, so it's it's at the Poetry Slam. And he gets called up on stage because he, like, fakes being into poetry to impress the girl. And he gets called up on stage, and it's, like, snap poetry. And so in the play, he's like, Cynthia. And he's just, like, enunciating the whole time. And it's very funny. And then. <laughs> I would have to watch that again. I do not remember. Yeah. Um, now that I'm talking, I'm like, just shut up, Tori, because it's not funny. But if you watch it, I'm sure it's way more funny than I am making it out to be right now. Cynthia is the name of the doll from Rugrats. Yeah. Angelica's doll. Yeah. And there yeah. was, I swear, it was only in one episode where there was like a tea for the doll. And, but I still always remember the little jingle and it's like, Cynthia, she's a really cool dancer, Cynthia. <laughs> so that's what I think of when I hear that name. Oh, wow. What an iconic name. <laughs> so, yeah, just clearly paving the way for an iconic experience with her. Um, but on top of finding the doula, I like ordered a breast pump through insurance and my um, baby shower with my friends in Jacksonville that me and Tori and our other friends, Michelle and Mara have been planning is next weekend. So I've been doing a lot of stuff like getting ready for that. So just like a lot of baby stuff happening. That's making it feel very real. Yeah, I bet. I think it's going to feel very real at your baby shower. I know. I think I'm going to be super emotional. I mean, part of it is just like all my friends being together feels like huge to me. And I'm just going to be so happy for that fact alone on top of like all the fun stuff we have going on for the weekend. So yeah, I think I'm going to be emotional. Things are going to feel real, but I'm super, super excited for that. I'm very excited too. I did have a little bit of a panic because I thought it was this weekend and I was like, no, the hurricane's coming. Oh, that would have been bad. I, uh, why did that thought not even cross my mind? <laughs> I don't know. Probably because you just knew it was the right weekend. It wasn't this weekend. Yeah, true. I was once again, very unaware that there was a hurricane coming. Um, I'm on the West coast of Florida, so it's not really hitting over here. Um, but, I mean, I had really no idea about it until, like, yesterday. Yeah, I just got – I mean, I, I knew about it ahead of time, but I also got um, these, like, obnoxious – like, it's the same sound when you get an Amber Alert, like that blaring alarm through the phone. Mm, yeah. You also get that for hurricanes as well and tropical storm warnings. Yeah, so – 
Well, like you were saying, I hope everyone, if you're in Florida on that coast, you're doing safe, um, all set for the hurricane, but things are good over here in that regard. Um, and yeah, super grateful that it's not falling on the weekend because we have friends flying in who don't live in Florida. So I'm sure they're hoping for nice weather. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, it should be good. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I feel like aside from that, I feel like aside from baby stuff, not too much has been going on. Oh, well, I guess this is also baby related, but we've been getting a little bit more done around the house. And I feel like the rooms are coming together, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. I can't wait to see. They look so cute. All the little baby stuff. And oh, it's just... <sighs> Oh, it just puts me in all the feels. Oh, he, the other update was, um, is last week we had a friend, Steve's friend from Michigan was visiting all week um, and staying with us, which was, you know, that was fun. It was nice to have him here. Nice to have him test out the bed because the bed that we have in that room is new. Um, but we just hung out around the house a lot, uh, played games, went out to, have you ever been to a... Um, ethnobotanical bar ethobotanical bar no i've never even heard of that it's like a tea bar but they have teas there's one called kratom and one called kava and the teas have like relaxing effects i wouldn't call them like full-on like trippy tea or anything crazy um but the i mean obviously also it's legal because they have these like bars where you can go and drink these teas um so we went to one of those called mad hatters here in st pete and um it has like a really cool atmosphere it's all alice in wonderland themed um so we hung out there for a while and brought zoe and um i'm trying to think of what else we did but it was just a fun week having someone here and like entertaining and um, yeah that sounds really fun that's cool i i want to see the inside of the bar yeah honestly next time you're here in st pete we should go and like it's it's also only a tea bar like it's completely alcohol free and everything it's like just for tea and it's supposed to be actually like a safe space for people who are recovering from addiction which is why they don't serve alcohol it's actually kind of a cool concept yeah it sounds really cool I mean it's nice for you too, being pregnant and all yeah exactly exactly it was like I could hang (laughs) um but yeah I feel like that's all that's really going on um what about you? Um, my big news is that I did a site visit for work and I got to go to, to Sylvester Stallone's house. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, I remember you mentioning this a long time ago. So this just happened? It just happened. So it got rescheduled. It actually happened, I think at this point, a week and a half ago, but because we didn't do an episode last week and then we didn't do life episodes in the episode prior, or sorry, life updates in the episode prior, um, I didn't get to share. So very exciting. Um, he was really, really cool. We got to the site and he just like came out with his like three little dogs <laughs> and I was like <laughs> a little starstruck at first. But I was like, okay, Tori, like, keep it cool, be professional, like, you can I do mean, this. He is super famous, like, Sylvester Stallone, like, he's, like, iconic, like, a classic person in Hollywood. Like, that is crazy that you met him, I feel. Yeah, like an A-lister. I and would be struck too, like, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and then I, like, got out of the car and I was like, hi, like, I'm Tori, so nice to meet you. And he took us, like, to the site so we could survey and jump in the water and everything. And the consultant met us on site, too, which was nice because um, I've worked with that consultant a lot. So it kind of helped ease, like, the pressure a little bit and just having that relationship already. And he was super nice. Like, he was just showing us pictures of, like, fish that he found from his property. And he's like, what kind of fish is this? And then he showed us, like, the sharks that would come by all the time and, like, videos and we just oh. like got to chit chatting and like he just explained why he wanted basically like a method to keep people from like trespassing onto his property from the water because it's right next to um, this island that's really popular. So like people will come up 
onto his property and like he's had people film mu like music videos and like bring a couch and come onto his site and like he's just super nice the whole time like even when he was talking about those instances where people are like invading his privacy he was just very nice about it and very understandable and like it would be really easy to be overcome by frustration or like rage you know in those circumstances but he yeah. was like extremely nice the whole time he hung out during our whole entire site visit which is, was like two hours oh, we were wow. in the water he just sat on um like the shoreline and talked to another individual who was there and then afterwards he just like chit-chatted like he seemed like the type of guy who knew everybody who worked on his property like it seemed like he knew like the landscape guy and the plumber and the person fixing his ac like just a really nice all around just human oh that's so cool wait i think it's so cute that he was like seriously interested in everything you guys were doing and like showing you the photos on his phone and like that is adorable yeah i also feel like he's the type of celebrity that i wouldn't necessarily be like oh i'm sure he's a nice guy at home so like it's really cool to hear that's how he is i just wouldn't necessarily peg him not that he seems mean or anything but mm -hmm. you never know with celebrities yeah, exactly. And at the end, he was like, take a picture with me and the girls. Oh. And like, <laughs> we didn't even have our phones on us because we were like, I mean, I didn't ever bring up like Rocky or his career. Like I didn't right. bring up ever. Like I was just like very like keep it um, like professional. And also, yeah. I just feel like celebrities probably get that all the time. So I just like didn't want to bring that up and like fangirl or anything. Um, and so he did it. He was like, he's the one who initiated the photo. And then the consultant like had to take it and send it to me because I didn't even have my phone. Oh, okay. That's like so cool and like humble of him because like, I don't know. I feel like it was obviously polite of you guys and professional to not ask for a photo, but for him to take the initiative and be like, you know what? It's probably cool for them that they're working here. Like, let's get a photo. He seems like an awesome guy. That is such a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And then we left the site and that's when I kind of like allowed myself to be like, dang, that was so cool. Like we just met. Also, the site itself was so cool. I had such a blast snorkeling. So we, I saw a lot of things that I've never seen before. I saw a boxed jellyfish. Really? Yeah. There's only like a couple of species that can be found in Florida. And right. they're a little bit more rare. That is so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never, I've never... I don't think I've heard of anyone seeing one in Florida. I honestly am not sure I realized they were even in the area. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't really either. And then I looked down, I was like, oh, snap, like that's a box jellyfish. Also, it ran into me. Were you wearing a wetsuit? I, I mean, I was wearing a wetsuit, but so uh, box jellyfish are one of the few jellyfish that have like sensory organs for like basically eyesight and guiding. So they um, can kind of choose a little bit more steering wise where they go, where other jellyfish, you know, they're just like driven by like currents and tidal. Right. But um, I was like writing on my clipboard, taking notes in the water and all of a sudden like something bumped up on my arm and it, it was just the top of its like head that bumped yeah. me and not thankfully it's tentacles, but I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Wild. And then I also saw a couple of skates, which I had never seen in the wild. Oh, cool. And then um, there was a bunch of stingrays. There was a really cute stingray that was like the size of a sand dollar. It was such a little baby. It was so oh, cute. So cute. Um, but yeah, I was just, it was an awesome experience. And it was actually my last site visit of the seagrass season. So it was just a really nice way to end it on a high note. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Wow. Love everything about that. Um, sounds like a really cool experience for so many different reasons. Um, and I'm glad you had like a good snorkeling experience too. And that you did not get stung by the box jelly. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Oh man, that would have been horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but that's pretty much my only life update for now. That was like the biggest highlight. Other than that, I'm pretty much ready to jump into today's episode. Okay, cool. I'm excited. I'm excited because we like had this episode idea um, to talk about like why people believe in conspiracy theories and kind of talk about some conspiracy theories. Uh, and unintentionally, this past weekend, I started watching a, sh a little show 
and they talk a bunch about different conspiracy theories. So I ended up getting super into this topic um, before, you know, we came to sit down to record, even though we have had this idea forever. And it was not necessarily intentional to watch the show. So the show is um, on Hulu. It's BuzzFeed Unsolved Paranormal. And I've previously watched BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime series. And they're more like, even though it's on Hulu, I would say they're more like YouTube videos because a lot of the episodes are not very long. Like they can be 10 to 20 minutes, but then some are more like an hour, just depending on like what they're investigating in um, the episode. So I would recommend it. They have a couple different versions. Apparently they have, so the version I watched is paranormal and apparently they have a supernatural too. And I'm not sure I know the difference between those. Um, Uh, Yeah, me either. (laughs) Right? I I don't really know what differentiates those. Um, Also, the show is a little creepy. I won't lie. Like when they're talking about a lot of these conspiracy theories. So if you're, if you get a little spooked, don't recommend watching it necessarily alone or at night. Okay, that's that's actually great to know because I was planning on watching it. And yes, I do get a little spooked. <laughs> yeah, the like ghost story and demon, like when they investigate like demons and stuff, like mm-mm, I don't know about that. Same, but, anything paranormal, I'm out. Right, right. That's why I'm surprised that some of the stuff like that we're talking about actually fell under paranormal. Um, but that's okay. I was just surprised. Yeah. Um, did, were there any conspiracies that you were, like, a believer in after watching the show? Not 100%. So, I, first of all, I definitely believe in the paranormal. Like, I believe that there are ghosts. And, like, I'm not going to doubt that there are demons because I don't want to find out. But, I mean, uh-huh. I, think, I think there's some sort of, like, spiritual energy or, like, something. I don't know if I believe in, like, boo, ghosts, like, in a traditional way. Um but some of the investigations they do are, like, really interesting. Like, they'll go to this these supposedly haunted sites, and they'll use, um, oh, God, I don't remember what it's called, but there's, like, a type of radio um, that can, like, help connect you to spirits. And I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and so they've had some, like, what really seem like conversations um, via these radio things, but then also their audio equipment will pick up on noises sometimes that like they didn't hear while they were in there and mm-hmm. sound like whispers or screams and it's really it's crazy to hear them like isolate it and look back at it but then also they'll sometimes do things where there's like if there's a spirit here like turn on that light and it'll it'll happen yeah that's really creepy I, so, I've seen episodes like that but it's also hard to tell like what is scripted and what is for show versus what's actually happening right but what's really interesting about this show is the one host really truly believes in like ghosts and demons and the other guy is a hundred percent like it's fake and so mm-hmm. they're like investigating are they real um and the one guy is always adamantly like he always writes everything off he like and the the episodes are very balanced because the one guy is always like the flash just had like a battery issue or something or yeah. that was the floor creaking or he always has an excuse but sometimes I don't I'm not always convinced by his skepticism sometimes I think he's too quick to write things off yeah um Dude, that's, it's interesting that they provide two perspectives yeah and they're like they're like totally opposite end of the spectrum yeah very interesting but that being said I think the number one thing I don't know that it made me more of a believer but I found the alien abduction stuff very interesting okay well I want to hear more about this okay okay sorry uh, the cat's stepping on my computer (laughs) (laughs) okay so okay before I dive into that let's just go over what a conspiracy theory is because there are like kind of fun conspiracy theories which we're kind of going to talk about you know like do aliens exist is bigfoot out there and then there's a lot of conspiracies that are tied up with the government and can mm-hmm. end up in a much more serious place um so a conspiracy theory is an explanation for an event or a situation 
um, but it's often based in prejudice or insufficient evidence, and it's often politically motivated. Um, and usually these explanations come forth, even though other explanations are more probable. Okay. That, I mean, I think that does a really good job summing it up. Yeah. I think the last part is what makes it like, what makes a conspiracy theory is that other explanations are more probable. Yeah. Um, so do you believe in any conspiracy theories or anything like that? Honestly, I was trying to think about this before today's episode and I couldn't think of anything. So I don't know, maybe after you explore it a little bit more, maybe there's something that I have missed. Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I believe any like truly crazy conspiracy theories. No, I think that like as a scientist, there are theories I believe in, but I wouldn't say conspiracy theory. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about aliens. Because I personally, I think it's ridiculous to think aliens don't exist. As in, there's like numerous endless universes and planets and stuff. And like you're saying, not a single one of them houses life. I doubt. I I feel like you need to. So referring to aliens, we're referring to complex life forms, correct? Like extraterrestrial, yes. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about like not like bacteria. We're talking about complex. Yes, yes, complex life. But I still think that that exists like out there somewhere. Like I think it would be foolish if we were seriously the only planet. Like it's foolish to think that we're the only planet out of like billions and billions and all that we don't know. I just think it's there's something else out there. And I think it's crazy to think there's not. However, I have never been a believer in like big headed, big eyes, tiny people, aliens coming to Earth. Like none of that. Yeah. Okay. So this episode is very relevant. So the other day when Tim was driving to work, like this week, he saw something that looked very interesting in the sky. It was like a blue green light and it was like super fast, super quick, just like a blurb in the sky. And he was like, am I seeing things? Like is, did anybody else see this? Is this like a UFO? What was it? So um, really weird that we're talking about it. Yeah. Very and then this and the second thing I want to say is, have you seen the movie Interstellar? I don't think I have. Oh, Hannah, you have to go watch it. Okay. Interstellar. First of all, it's with my boy, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's really good. But basically, uh, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But yes, go watch it. It's really interesting. It provides like a different perspective on life in space okay Um, so and then yeah it's just it's a little bit mind-blowing like my mind my at a certain point my brain just shuts off when I think about space like it is like nope cannot compute cannot process like right shuts off right well and that's what I'm saying that's why I'm like there has to be something else out there because there's we can't even fathom what's out there yeah so yeah can I just tell you what happens in the movie yeah fine fine just because it's such an interesting idea. So basically, the whole ending of the movie is that the premise is that Earth is no longer survivable. So they need to go explore alternate universes to see if life can survive. And so a certain handful of astronauts go into space and they're going to explore different life, different planets, and see if it's habitable. Has- habitable? Habitable or hospitable. Yeah, I think I'm combining well, the two. You're combining them, yeah. <laughs> so. Hospitable for to support human life. And so um, when they get out there, they realize that the space-time continuum, like space and time are different out there. And for example, one of the planets they go to, they spend an hour there and it ends up being like 15 years back home. And uh. so end of the movie – basically you find out all of these different planets that this handful of astronauts went to are all not able to support life, whether it's like immediately or long-term, but for whatever reason, it's not earth. And so basically Matthew McConaughey, he finds a a way to like enter the fifth or fourth dimension, fourth or fifth dimension, fifth dimension, fourth dimension. I don't know, whatever where time is not relevant. 
and he sends signs to people back home on earth and lets them know like, hey, this is how you can manipulate time to support life in space and in earth and continue the human race. And so it's essentially a more evolved form of humans guiding the present day humans. So like the aliens are future humans. They're just in a different time. Oh, shit. But they're still communicating with us now. And that blew my mind because I was like, what if aliens aren't actually aliens? They're just a more evolved version of humans. Yeah, that's a wild thought. Freaking mind blown, right? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we're like trying to contact like ourselves basically, but our dumber selves aren't getting it. Yeah, exactly. And like they the whole idea when they first start is that like something else in space is helping them out and it's aliens but it's actually just humans yeah wow yeah so i don't know what i believe now wow interesting 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 well let's see what you believe after we dive a little deeper here So I'm going to go in the order of which I learned things. And actually, I think this is the very first episode of the show is about the men in black. Okay. And so you've seen the movie Men in Black, right? Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Classic. Like actual alien hunters. And, uh, you know, they erase people's memories if they've interacted with aliens, things like that. Um, So, you know, there's there's a conspiracy theory that the men in black are real and... um, whether they work for the government, like, you know, work for the government on, you know, trying to track and erase memories of extraterrestrial life, or if they work for the extraterrestrial life and are here on Earth, like, monitoring these interactions, um, people believe the men in black are real. And there have been, I'm not going to remember this as well. I'm going to read the alien abduction stories actually off of BuzzFeed because I want to be more accurate. But with the men in black, I'm going kind of off of memory here. Uh Um, But there were at least two reported incidents where there's actual footage or an image taken of these people. Um, So... There are multiple reported instances, however, of the, of people being visited after um, spotting UFOs or people who research uh, aliens and UFOs being visited by the men in black or being threatened by them. Um, one of these occurrences where they got these men on film was at a hotel. And, you know, on, so the skeptic of the show was like, okay, those look just like businessmen, you know, mm-hmm. but they were described often by people who said they had interacted with them as abnormally tall. And yeah. from the footage, they look like these people look like abnormally tall and they're the exact same height. And they're towering over the other people in the hotel. They always wear the same, they're always described wearing the same dress are the same, like, wearing the same stuff. They're wearing mm-hmm. black hats, uh, long black trench coats, black boots. Um, and what was the other quality? There's, like, some weird, like, their facial features almost look, like, fake, they say. Okay, interesting. Like, like an overly sculpted person, like, too perfect. Mm, okay is how they describe it. And multiple people have described them the same way despite not having interacted. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So honestly, that's about it on the Men in Black. There's not much else. There's no proof, obviously. All of this is unsolved, so don't expect answers, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's the one thing about unsolved things. But people, people have reported more than once that these men exist and the people... The subset of people who are saying it happened are all people who are have somehow been involved or have had some kind of sighting related to aliens. So someone out there might be regulating things. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I mean, I get I get that. I feel like that's not a really big like novel idea that I haven't heard before. So I'm interested to hear like a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um I actually don't know that I had really heard of the real life men in black before the show, before 
like hearing that information. So I definitely thought it was interesting. But yeah, I mean, I guess not necessarily like the men in black, but just some people who were like aware that aliens existed and they were doing stuff to like cover it up. Right. And um, I think a big conspiracy theory is around Area 51, which is like a military site in Utah, I'm pretty sure, or Nevada, somewhere out. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, where people, a lot of people strongly believe that the government and the military are doing, like, alien-related research at Area 51. Yeah. So that's a huge, that's a that's a very popular conspiracy theory. Um, and so I think a lot of, I think a, a very large amount of people believe that the government is somehow involved in tracking and somehow regulating alien life. Yeah. I would, I would, like, agree with that. That's what I meant. Like, that's probably what I've heard more of, not necessarily the men in black specifically. Right. Right. Okay. So, the next episode I watched about aliens from them was about three cases of alien abductions. I'm only going to talk about two of them. Um, and I had never heard of either of these. And... <laughs> For these, I'm going to pretty much be reading off of BuzzFeed because I want to get the details accurate. Okay. My dad is, like, 100% an alien believer. If I, Like, I don't necessarily believe in conspiracy theories, but he 100% does. Like, Bigfoot, everything. Right. I knew I knew he believed in Bigfoot for sure. Um, in yeah. fact, when I watched the Bigfoot BuzzFeed episode, I definitely thought of him. <laughs> I was gonna say you've met him you've heard him talk about it yeah for sure I met him in the Pacific Northwest too where like Bigfoot is supposed to be so how could it not come up yeah exactly oh uh, that's funny all right so I'm taking you back to November 5th 1975 uh our our victim we'll call him I guess of this alien abduction his name is Travis Walton he was working in a seven-man tree thinning crew in a forest in Arizona. Right? Okay. okay. So they had finished their day of work and uh, were heading out of the forest when Travis noticed a bright light coming through the trees. When they got closer, they saw a strange gold disc hovering stationary about 20 feet from the ground. Did they Even though it's cold, it was? Um, so they said, yes, they do, actually. So it was hovering 20 feet off the ground. It was about 15 to 20 um, feet in diameter and 8 to 10 feet wide. Okay. And this is based on the eyewitness account of Travis and the men who were with him that day. Okay. So like more than one person saw this? Yes. Yes. Multiple people. So even though um, coworkers warned him to stay away, Travis approached the craft as the craft began spinning erratically, he heard loud vibrations, then a blue-green light sprung from the craft and hit Travis in the chest and head. This is a quote from Travis. All I felt was the numbing force of a blow that felt like a high-voltage electrocution. My mind sank quickly into unfeeling blackness. Unquote. Weird. The other men assumed Travis dead and fled the scene, and in their retreat, friends said they saw in the rear view mirror um the saucer fly above the trees and offwards towards like the northeast um dang i can't believe they left him (laughs) well okay yes yeah i would say that but also imagine like you see a strange something and then your friend gets hit like in a scary situation wouldn't you run away yeah you're right i probably would yeah yeah so I that's what I thought at first but then I was like I don't know that whole situation I would have been out of there too I think yeah um so here's what Travis said he experienced this is where it gets definitely kind of weird so we're just going to go over his experience and then circle back um so Travis when he opened his eyes remembered waking up in what appeared to be a medical office with three other humanoid beings They had brown eyes, abnormally large heads, stood under five feet tall. Um, So kind of the typical alien depiction. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you see, like, hear aliens being super tall. And other times you see them, like, being really small. So five feet, like, that was a little surprising. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure in the next account, she says four feet. So once again, like a similar smaller stature. Um, okay. So so Travis says he then attacks the three beat, tries to attack them, causing them to retreat. He's like running around trying to, he's escaped this medical looking room he's in. He's running around trying to escape when he encounters a large muscular man, like fully human looking man wearing a helmet who forced him out of the craft and into a warehouse with other saucers. Interesting. Okay. Um, he was then brought to three other human looking people. He recalls two men and a woman were, st- this is a quote, two men and a woman were standing around a table. They were all wearing velvety blue uniforms like the first man's, except they didn't have helmets. The two men had the same muscularity and the same masculine good looks as the first man. The woman also had a face and figure that was the epitome of her gender. Such a weird phrase, I know. (laughs) Um, But they were smooth skin, blemishless, no moles, freckles, wrinkles, or scars. So these people were like abnormally perfect looking still so it sounds like they have unlocked the highest level of skincare <laughs> yeah what i'm hearing is they've nailed the skincare routine and they're just watching us and laughing um okay so to end travis's recounting of things um the people then just push him on a table put a nose like a mask over his nose and then he passes out i so- that is hard to believe Right? Okay, so yes, that is hard to believe. Um, And I just, yeah, it's hard to believe. And also, why wasn't he asking more questions? Like, if I had just seen aliens and then saw a human-looking person, even if it was just looking, I'd be like, hey, dude, what is going on? Yeah, or maybe resisted a little bit more. Right. He's like, the people gently pushed me on the table and placed a mask over my nose. Like, what? at what point are you being, why are you being so calm? Yeah, and also, like, you think he would probably be a little bit more dazed and out of it, and then now he's recalling all of these details, like, they had blue velvet suits on. Yes, you make very similar points to the skeptic of the BuzzFeed show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, we are back in Arizona. Travis has awoken in this forest where he last remembers being before the beam struck him. Um, he says he saw a silver disc shaped craft hovering over the ground in front of him, which flew up in the sky and like left him back on the ground. He thought he had been gone for an hour only to find out he had been missing for five days. Okay, but he's not really missing because he had a whole group of friends who left like they know where he's at. Yes, although they didn't know anybody. So, so we're, we'll, we'll get back to them. But um, the friends later went back to the scene like the next day or whatever to recover his body. You know, they figured that it's the danger's gone. It's like daytime. And they're like, all right, we got to get our friend's body, obviously. And he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. And uh, I feel like it probably says this a little later, but um, they and like he, he was missing for five days and all of his. Oh, here during this time, the rest of his crew were under investigation. Like, all of those people, they thought, like, did something to him. Interesting. Okay, that that makes a little bit of a twist. See, I would be more inclined to believe that, like, aliens are such complex life. Like, they they would, like, invent a scenario for him to see, like, make him see a medical office and, like, see this image of an alien that looks nothing like them to, like, throw him off the trace, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. Um, so, oh, yeah, okay. It's literally going back into talking about his friends. So all of his friends, all the it was seven other people or six other people, seven total, something like that. Um, and uh, Travis himself, they all underwent psychiatric, psychiatric testing and polygraphs. Um, always passing or it was inconclusive, but nothing was ever failed. Um, a, psych- a psychiatrist suspected the entire abduction was in Travis's imagination, but could not explain why the others went along with it. It's interesting because it's so much easier to write it off if it's one person's experience, but the fact that there were seven in this story and they're all having the same 
story and everything's lining up like that's when I'm like hmm, okay maybe is there a little bit of credibility but like right it really makes you wonder also I just realized this post doesn't have all of the information um that even I wanted to include but um oh no yeah this is it sorry no you're good so in a in a more recent um Huffington Post podcast Travis was interviewed and said this quote about 15 years later because remember this was in 1975 it was discovered that the trees nearest to where the UFO hovered had been producing wood fiber at 26 times the rate it had in the 85 years before that. A complete core sampling revealed that this thickened growth was only on the side of the trees towards or in the direction the craft had been. That is so interesting. Okay, so <clears throat> I have so many questions. Like, how did they, I want to know who are the people who are like, hey, this event happened, we should go do some core testing. Or is it because it was an area where there was trimming and they were like doing core borings already? Right. I'm not sure. I want to say I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that they were already like coring these trees and doing research on them. Yeah, that's what I would think. I don't think that they would be going out to investigate it 70 years later. That's also one of my biggest like reasons why I write off a lot of those shows is because the science in them is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, this, this seems more believable. Right. This little bit of, this little tidbit made me be like, oh, that's really interesting because I think the research happened and then they put together that all the thickened wood happened to be on the side where this supposed UFO had been. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is getting interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's about all there is. Dang, I want to listen to this podcast episode with him. It said the podcast episode is Huffington Post Weird News Podcast. Okay. And his name is Travis Walton. Um, mm -hmm. So I bet he talks about his experience as a whole on there. Um, but ultimately, I think the whole experience was written off by psychiatrists as like uh, imagination, hallucination. But the thing that makes this unsolved and leaves all the question marks is why did all these other people see it too how did they explain the fact that he was missing for five days and where was he in that time like how did he like i that part also blows my mind he was gone for five days yeah that is weird are um, there drugs involved in this <laughs> no i mean i think i i as far as i know it, there was not drugs and they had just been working like they were uh construction they were tree trimmers so they were doing physical labor in the forest i doubt they were like on drugs before they ran into this ship yeah that's weird i want like some type of i need more evidence <laughs> right like you just want more but then it's like that's all there is yeah it's just okay. like we'll never really know i mean like i said the experience itself is weird yeah, it is very strange. I think the most interesting part is definitely the tree boring. Yeah, absolutely. That part, when they said that was when I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. that is very interesting. 85 times, or wait, not 85, 36 times the rate it had been growing just less than 100 years before. Like, that's not natural. Yeah, that's super weird. Okay, what's the second case? Maybe I'll be able to make more of a decision after. Okay, so this is of Linda Napolitano, um, okay. and this was November 30th of 1989, around 3.15 a.m. Oh, I don't know that it mentions this, but I feel like it's an important detail that she lives in New York City. Like in the city city? Yeah, yes. Okay. Weird. So I feel, like, I feel like that's an important detail to me. In yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how do you get abducted in the middle of a city? Yeah, so here we go. It's 3.15 a.m. New York City, city that never sleeps. Uh, Linda claims she awoke to find short aliens around her bed. She found, herself, she found herself unable to wake her husband because she perceived the beings to be telling her to be quiet in an odd language. 
Oh, okay, wait, I have an issue right here. <laughs> so you're gonna listen to the aliens. Right. So the, this came up in the actual show as well. Um, I what the one guy theorizes is that the aliens have some type of like calming presence. Like there's something about them that's keeping her from like screaming or something. Cause that's, I, I don't know. That's what he speculates, but yeah, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense why these people aren't freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see, but not off to a good start. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> all right. We'll hang in there. Cause the three beings then levitated her like an angel outside her 12-story apartment window and floated into a blue-white light, which brought them into a clamshell-shaped spaceship. I'm done. (laughs) Fake. (laughs) Immediately. Okay. I don't need to hear anymore. Okay, her whole experience is short. uh, Not much happens. Once inside, she claims they were performing experiments on her. Ultimately, they put some sort of metal object inside her nose um at some point she passes out and after all is said and done it's 5 a.m and she wakes up back in her bed okay yeah so yeah not not super believable um however uh linda napolitano she after this experience gets in touch with ufoologist (laughs) very legit uh named bud hopkins and um, when she reached out to him, she get, with an x-ray of her nose showing an object that Hopkins would later describe as having spiraling extensions that curl out away from her face. Oh, that sounds terrifying. So they found something in her nose embedded in there. Yeah, that, I know. Okay, that's crazy. However, shortly after having this x-ray done, and like a, the doc, the physician who performed the x-rays like confirmed what was seen, like this wasn't fake. Um, the x-ray wasn't. However, shortly after she sent these x-rays to this UFOologist, uh, she claims the object was then removed after being abducted again. Uh, okay. Also, UFOologist, is that really the, the term? That's how he is described. That's how, yeah, apparently that's how he wants to be referred to. <laughs> self-proclaimed title? A- alienologist, like. Okay, well, that's just there, right there. No credibility. Yes. Okay. The, the It gets more interesting. It gets more interesting in just a second here. Okay. okay. So, so the object is removed, but then she goes back to the doctor who, like I said, confirmed that it was in there and, um, after it had been removed, she, this doctor, I'm assuming the doctor's a female. Look at me go. <laughs> the doctor assumed, or the doctor says that, you know, the object was definitely there. And you can tell where, like, if you look now, you can still tell where it's been removed from. There's like a conspicuous amount of built up cartilage showing where it once was. So it definitively seems like there was an object in there. Okay. I trust the doctor more. Okay, so what makes this case so famous are the amount of eyewitnesses who come forward. Um, Starting in 1991, Hopkins, who is the UFOologist, receives a letter from a police officer detailing an experience with his partner in November of 89. The two were sitting under the FDR bridge when they saw a blue light with a woman being levitated along three strange beings as they made their way into a UFO. They told Hopkins they felt guilty for not helping the woman and that one and that the other officer even had a nervous breakdown and would spend nights parked around her apartment building um, just because of this guilt. Okay, many- uh, do you know, do they, ha- okay, so what came first? Like she reported being abducted and then people came forward with eyewitness or like people came forward beforehand? Do you this- know? I think there are more eyewitnesses, but this particular one um, was after, yeah, after okay. she went forward. Um, so these men eventually identified themselves uh, by their names, Rich and Dan. They claimed to be bodyguards for an important political figure, which is which they try, they then try to get this political figure they work for to come forward 
because he was also there that night Mm, allegedly but they couldn't speak for him before but I mean this political figure never did come forward we don't even know for sure what the who the political figure was they speculate that it was um the secretary general of the UN Javier Perez de Queller I don't even know who it is but they speculate that it was him and they wanted him to come forward um to kind of like validate the situation um but that never happened um so while that all could be plausible, the one thing is that this the UFOologist, Dr. Hopkins, actually it does not say he's a doctor, scratch that, Hopkins. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think he was a doctor. Yeah, sorry. Um, he never officially met these two men. He only corresponded with them via letters, which okay. make people think it was fake. However, these men also, or Linda also claimed that these police officers had visited her at home to talk about what happened. But she could still be lying. So unsure. We're unsure. Yeah. Um, But further, there were 23 witnesses on public record saying that they saw something that night in November of 89. 23 witnesses on the public record, ranging from family and friends to complete strangers that came forward at different times. That's, uh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm very conflicted because if something happens in the news, it's not uncommon for people to report with fake eyewitness accounts. Right. Like a confirmation bias. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's something like because they, they're driven for fame or there's a reward, but I just, I don't know. It would see if I, if they had started reporting before she gave her account of what happened, then I'd be more inclined to believe. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, this, the, this buzz, the episode goes into the other witnesses more, but this article doesn't. Um, but the last thing, I mean, once again, it's all unsolved, so there are, there's no answer. But one of the things Linda, the woman who was actually abducted, said about it was, um, if I was hallucinating, then all these witnesses, like 25 other people, saw my hallucination, which sounds even crazier than being abducted. And I was like, that is kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But at the same time, like, if you think of 25 people in the whole city of New York, that's like 0.001% of the population. Yeah, that's very true. And like, they, because, you know, I'm just trying to think with true crime cases and anytime they are asking for information, like the majority of the information that's given are dead leads or they're to mislead them. Like, people want to be involved and it might not necessarily that they've actually seen they just want to contribute so that's kind of like my tie-in or my thought process behind it is like how do you even know those people like they could have ulterior motives right which is why it's so hard to say but it's also hard to completely discredit that many people like that's why that's why this is a conspiracy theory we're just like we don't know we don't know yeah oh dang okay this is i'm feeling a lot of internal conflict right now (laughs) Were those interesting, though? I had never heard of those uh, cases of alien abductions. I've also just never been one to, like, look into that. So I didn't realize, like, how co- co- corroborated. That's a hard word. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these stories are. I think the first one to me is the most compelling. And mm-hmm. the number of witnesses who were there exactly when it happened. The fact yeah. that he was missing for five days. And the evidence of the tree cores. All those three things all really interest me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the first one for sure is more compelling. I don't really know about the second one. Like that one's very hard to believe. Like I, I don't think I really find any truth in that. There's but a I lot also- more. I can poke more holes in the second one for sure. Yeah, exactly. I do, like you said, I haven't been one to research alien abductions before. So um it's interesting to see but you know they always say like with sci-fi movies there's always like some truth behind them Mm. and like a lot of inventions in sci-fi movies later become reality so there definitely is 
don't want to write everything off and discredit it completely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's what I find interesting about conspiracy theories in general or like this show in particular is just the the what if on the other hand you know like the the questions that they ask and the points that they bring up it's just it is interesting um but ultimately it still leaves a lot to the imagination so um okay so that was my fun deep dive on aliens i was gonna just run through a couple other popular conspiracy theories in case you still don't know what a conspiracy theory is (laughs) need more examples um yeah let's hear it So one of the biggest conspiracy theories for the longest time, which I think it's not as popular anymore, um, was that the moon landing was faked. Um, Oh, yeah. In the 70s, 30% of Americans thought the moon landing was fake, which is a decent amount. And the moon landing was 1969. So in the decade following, 30% of Americans thought the moon landing was fake and as of 2019 10% of people still believe it was faked (laughs) that's crazy I feel like we've switched gears and now we're debating whether or not global warming exists (laughs) yeah yeah a little different I feel um but people think it was fake it was just on a movie set or like in Hollywood I think at this point a lot of us know that that is the case um yeah Speaking of the moon, uh, the earth being flat is definitely another conspiracy theory, which a lot of people believe. I didn't even look up the statistics. Um, if you're a flat earther and you're listening to our podcast, I'm sorry, but it's the earth is not flat. Um, I'm not sorry. The earth just isn't flat. Uh, and we're, we're scientific ladies here. So I'm kind of thinking no flat earthers listen anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious. I want to know how many people believe that the earth is flat. I'm, I'll look it up. I, I think it's a good amount of people. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. Okay, so I found one. It's from Scientific America. Oh, wait, blogs.scientificamerican.com. Okay. And it's a survey just for millennials. And it says only 66% of millennials firmly believe that the earth is round what (laughs) but you know what like i feel like uh, i think a lot of millennials would vote no it's not round it's flat just to be like assholes are funny right right (laughs) and that like yeah yeah that's obviously referring to an american population as well um wait according to forbes only two-thirds of american millennials believe the earth is round yeah it's the same survey so a third of Millennials. So a third of people our age think the Earth is flat. Two thirds believe it's round. That's a lot. A third of people, that's still a lot. Yeah, that's and it's ages 18 to 24. Cool. (laughs) It says YouGov polled 8,215 US adults on February 18, 2018 to get a representative idea of Americans' views on the shape of Earth. And they found that 66% of people only thought it was round. Wait, that sentence is ridiculous. People's views on the shape of Earth. It's not an opinion. It's not an opinion. <laughs> it's a fact. Oh, man. We could go down a whole rabbit hole here. Oh, yeah. We'll just move along real quick. <laughs> uh, we kind of already mentioned Bigfoot. And um, I don't know. I don't, I, Bigfoot doesn't compel me much. I Now that I've learned more about these alien abductions, I find them more interesting than Bigfoot. No, I think that maybe there's a species we haven't discovered yet that's very elusive. But I, the idea of something that is so primitive in an in a world that has become so evolved, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, This one's really random, but I threw it on here because I think it's funny. Uh, There's a conspiracy theory that mattress firm is a money laundering scheme. Oh, yes. No, I have heard of this. Okay. Kind of funny. I also like slightly believed it for a while, but now I'm just like not sure. Same thing with, um, oh my gosh. Oh, the firework companies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the, the whole conspiracy theory is based off the fact that these places appear seemingly everywhere without much demand. 
and also these places are often in close proximity to each other so it's it's really just people speculating they're on their business model and then coming up with it being a money laundering scheme honestly if i believe any of these it's gonna be that the firework companies are some type of drug lords are money launderers something because there is no way you are open year round and you're still making great money yeah no it yeah i mean honestly steve and i just bought a mattress recently uh for our guest bed and we went to a mattress firm to buy it and uh they didn't have it in stock right there they were like oh but the one across the street has it across Across the street across the street i'm not lying i'm not lying like we went legitimately across the street to the other mattress firm to pick up the mattress yeah something's fishy there yeah it's weird and on top of that those two are super close to each other but there's even a third location like within like a certain radius of our house like why are there that many mattress firms and people don't buy mattresses that often no and when I bought mine I fought I fought two and I fought them both online Right. Or like, yeah, yeah. Or even I've like gotten a secondhand mattress from like my parents or something like I, the demand is just not there for the supply. <laughs> no, something is not lining up. Okay. And then, as I said, in terms of conspiracy theories, there are many, many government ones. But one of the ones that I think is fun, kind of funnier, is there are people out there, dear American people, who believe that all of the higher-ups in our country are actually reptile people. Oh, honestly, I have not thought about this at all. Like, I've probably heard it once or twice and then just been like, that's ridiculous and haven't thought any of more of it since. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the episodes of BuzzFeed talks about it for a second. Um, I want to say it's the episode on, like, the Illuminati. They mm-hmm. talk about people thinking government people are reptiles but honestly like I don't know I don't I don't know much about that I don't know why people believe that I don't know who started that Um, yeah I the Illuminati I mean that's a huge conspiracy theory I think also too for government um JFK the shooting a lot of people think there were two shooters instead of one Mm -hmm. and then also um oh my gosh I literally just slipped my mind. Okay, I'll think about it. We'll, I'll come back to it. Yeah, the JFK is a huge one for sure. That came up in multiple, like, searches I did for conspiracy theories. Uh, like I said, a lot of government stuff. And like I said, that can also get very dangerous. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also 9-11. That was my other one. People think oh, that yeah. 9-11 was, like, an inside job. Right. And yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly um and even that one you know I feel is a bit dangerous or for example definitely a dangerous conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist Alex Jones who has only recently been getting um sentenced and charged for the lies he spread about the Sandy Hook elementary school shooting Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I mean when I say conspiracy theories can be dangerous um yeah so All right, we are going to wrap up with just a tiny bit of the why people believe conspiracy theories. Um, A lot of the times people like to create explanations for the unexplained. I think we see this often and we've talked about this and other topics on the podcast. But I think when it comes to some of these conspiracy theories, um, people use a lack of evidence as evidence hmm yeah that's a great way to put it and I mean I think Bigfoot is an easy example of that like there's so few sightings of him and so like such little like footprints or or like anything left behind but then the people who believe in Bigfoot are gonna go back and say well this is an extremely elusive creature so the fact that we don't have evidence just makes sense yeah so that kind of thing um can be a reason why people fall into conspiracy theories um and then a lot a lot of what I found was that studies link beliefs and conspiracy theories to just a general distrust of authority um 
So uh, yes, that could be political a lot of the time, but I think, you know, authority in general, um, like distrusting the military and well, I guess that's kind of political as well, but distrusting the military to believe that there are aliens and they're like trying to trick us into thinking there's not or something like that. Um, so just that general distrust of authority can make people more likely to believe a conspiracy theory because they don't believe the truths they're being told. Yeah, right. Or they're not taking it for face value because they don't trust. They've like had this learned behavior of not trusting authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that is a very common feeling among the American public. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, with reason to an extent, for sure. Like, I think a, a lot of authority and political figures I mean they lie yeah and you know that that's you know where a lot of this comes from um the other thing so I think in today's day and age um conspiracy theories have become even more popular and more like uh more people believe certain things because of this increased access to and exposure of misinformation uh, I think obviously the internet is a huge factor in that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to access that information and spread that information has made certain conspiracy theories more likely to be believed and more picked up and more popular. Um, and then lastly, which the big emphasis here is sometimes I don't want to like anyone to feel like I'm calling them out or anything. This was a statistic I actually found on, I did a bad job of keeping track of my sources after I started relying on BuzzFeed. Um, but it was like um, American Psychiatrist. Okay. It was an article on there that said sometimes um, conspiracy theory beliefs can be associated with mental illness, low intelligence, and like low analytical thinking. And I think low analytical thinking is important mm-hmm. because um, you know, explanations feel easier to believe than others and not having to think about it analytically might make the conspiracy theory the easier option to believe in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that all makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I mean, I think that there's just a range of interesting information out there when it comes to conspiracy theories. Um, but yeah, that's that's my TED Talk. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much for doing um, the research for today's episode. I had a lot of fun hearing those stories, and it was kind of nice having one of us do the research, so that way I could get kind of the fresh take on everything. Um, I don't think I'm sold on any of the conspiracy theories that we discussed today, but it was really interesting to hear, and I had never been exposed to that stuff before. So great job. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. It was fun to research. And I just think it's fun to think about. I don't know that I necessarily believe anything either. I don't know that I've been changed by all this information. I just find it very interesting. Like, it's just compelling. Yeah, no, it's super interesting to think about it. I, and it's also nice to discuss too. And then like, it's kind of, kind of like that case theory, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's super fun. Yeah, well, that's all for today, though. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Uh, Remember to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you're listening. Follow along with us on Instagram, where we'll try to be posting more. You can find us at Podcast on there, or email us at waitwhypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.